Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 12. We're continuing our NFL preview this week, the NFC. Yeah, we got all four divisions, the NFC West, the NFC South, the NFC North, the NFC East, all separate segments. We've got our lines. We've got our floors. We've got who we're picking, all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Getting right into the NFC West. Uh, I mean, what what to say about this division? Yeah, it's this division obvious. is very lackluster. It's one-sided is really what it comes Yeah, to. I mean, there's some intrigue. Well, let's just dive in. Why not? I mean, the quarterback play for San Francisco is a big talking point. That's the only, that's the only thing that scares you, right? Yeah. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. Let's talk about those San Francisco 49ers. Their line, according to FanDuel, is uh, 10.5 for their win-loss. Um, we got their floor at eight and nine, and their ceiling at fourteen and three. I think they're the class of this division. Yeah, give and me it's, the over. It's not even close. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well on this line. I think they're an eleven, twelve, one team. Um, like I said, I mean, the the floor at eight and nine is Brock Purdy gets hurt. Yeah. And then I mean, you're you're going to be relying on Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, I like Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying but, I don't, but I, I just don't. But yeah, for him to. Because we have the ceiling at fourteen and three. If is Sam Darnold your quarterback? Are are they going to be fourteen three? No, no. But it's Brock Purdy continues to progress like we we saw him progress last year, Mister Irrelevant, and continue to be great. And that defense is just lights yeah. out, which yeah. th- that gives them fourteen three. They've got a couple of, you know, ooh, could be crazy <laughs> on their schedule, but yeah. Yeah. it's nothing that they can't handle. Right. So I'm not I'm not stressed about the 49ers. Uh, the only team that really has a chance to kind of be with them Seattle. in this division is Seattle. Yeah, uh, Gino. And I think it comes down to you know last couple of weeks of the season, you know they're Seattle's like two games back and they just run out of time, right? Yeah. Like there's there's no way. And then 49ers just pull out on them. If I if I remember correctly, um, I think they face each other late. I'm pulling that up right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, uh, they, no, they, they face each other week. No, it's not even that late week 14. They face each other. It's the last yeah. time they face each other. They go, San Francisco goes at Seattle at Philly home versus Seattle. Yeah. It's a rough three, three game stretch right there. Yeah, but, absolutely. But it's not, it's the, not going to be the enough. big question is, do you believe in Geno Smith? I mean, we gave him a lot of flack on this podcast last year mm-hmm. and he kind of proved us wrong. But are, are we going to be wrong again? <laughs> I I don't think we're wrong again. Even if, if we give him flack or we don't, I yeah. I don't I don't believe Geno Smith is is a great quarterback. He works in Seattle because yeah. they're going to rely on that great defense. He has a pretty good deep ball, and that's what they the do ball. with Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf. Yeah, or sorry, DK Metcalf. Why did I say <laughs> DJ? I don't know why. I have, no I have DJ Moore stuck in my head. That's why. I got you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I'm not. The Seahawks, they're not a better than eleven. Maybe they get to twelve and five. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. That's the reason why their ceiling's eleven and six. Sorry, Derwin. Yeah, but <laughs> but eleven and six gets you in the playoffs. Absolutely. And as we've known, 
anything can happen in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying Seattle's like done. They're they're terrible. But if Geno regresses like we think he could, yeah, that's the reason why we put their floor at five and twelve. Right. And then if G- I think Geno maxed out last year, I don't see progression from Geno off of last year. Hence yeah. the reason why ceilings eleven can and six. Can he stay the same? Correct. Then that's where it comes down right. to. Uh, the Rams. Uh, Dumpster fire. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have Cooper Cup. And is if he he's, healthy? If, if you let me finish. I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> if he stays healthy, they're a 10-7 team. Uh, I think Matt Stafford can still get him the ball. Yeah. I think they've got a half-decent enough run game, and Sean McVay will, will scheme them into oh, a sure. couple of wins, right? Yeah. They're line six and a half. We have their floor at four and 13. That's if Cooper Cup gets hurt, Matt Stafford gets hurt, and – you know, Aaron Donald gets hurt. They're yeah. like, they, they, don't have they could be two and 15 to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't see all of them getting hurt. So four and 13 is their floor. Their ceilings 10 and seven, which could possibly get them into a wild card if they play lights out. Yeah. And Cooper cups incredible, which we know he can. Be. Yeah. We know he can be, but yeah. Is he healthy enough to do that? Can, is Matthew Stafford healthy enough to do that? Right. You know? So, I mean, that's, that's tough to think about. But I think we can both agree that the biggest dumpster fire in this division is Arizona. They might be the biggest dumpster fire in the league, to be clear. Yeah, I they're mean, definitely going for the I'm number I'm so one glad pick. Jonathan Gannon's there. Yeah. Uh, their line's four and a, uh, four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under as well. Uh, their floor is 115 and one. We figured yeah. they, they might tie. They might tie again. Well, I, I couldn't give their floor as one and 16. So I was like, one, yeah. 115. Let's give one. them a tie. Um, so <laughs> but you, could, you couldn't give them a full two wins. No, I couldn't. I, I, I mean, because, you know, I want the possibility of one and 16 to be there. Right. They won't be, they won't be 0 and 17. Somehow they'll get a win miraculously. It is so crazy that Kyler Murray was a number one pick and they're terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just he's he's average. He he should have stuck with baseball to be clear. Like he yeah. made the wrong decision. Russell Wilson made the correct decision. He made the wrong decision. Yeah. However, if this team just relies on the running game and James Conner can turn out those yards like we're hoping in fantasy, because we <laughs> yeah. drafted him. Yeah. We'll go over our full uh fantasy league next week yeah uh but yeah i mean they're ceiling seven and ten like they've got pieces there that could make things happen but that very few like everything has to go right for them to go seven yeah and 10. yeah i mean it's the nfl like i mean anybody can beat anybody any given sunday but arizona is pretty much bottom of the barrel so because we're so high on everybody in this division <laughs> psych yeah uh both of us are picking the 49ers to win this division. Yeah, and I think it's I think I almost think it's a runaway. I don't think it's completely a runaway, but Yeah, I think it's a runaway. I think it's a two-horse race that fizzles out you by mean, the time uh the clock strikes midnight yeah. on like week 14. You hate to say that Seattle about any division in the NFL, but this one's pretty clear. Yeah, this one's pretty much uh just write it in. And the only got... reason why maybe you don't go runaway is because, and I, I'm not an anti Brock Purdy, but he was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. It's not like he's a can't miss quarterback. Oh, he, their, their defense, their defense is, gonna, is so stunning. Like all you have to do is score 14 points. Yeah. If you, if you score 14 points as the Niners Ten. with that defense, <laughs> 10, well, I'm just saying 14 is a guaranteed win. I know basically. what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I know Philly put up a hurting on him in the NFC championship game, yeah. but that's Philly, and they had no quarterback. Boy, so. they had Brock Purdy. 
Uh-huh. I, I know we read something where it was like Brock Purdy was. Playing. Oh yeah, so they, they would have definitely beat the. It was some the writer Eagles. for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it was pretty Put terrible. up the the ten games to watch this year. Yeah. And one of them <laughs> was, uh, 49ers at Eagles, and that's going to be on uh, December third, week 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 thirteen. Uh huh. And uh, he said, uh, Devo Samuel said. Correctly, by the way, correctly that if uh, Brock Purdy had played, they would have won. I was like, mm, calm down with that. I love the whole like uh, it would have been closer, like ma- been matter of fact, like correctly. Like, yeah. really, like calm down, be objective. Again, you can be like, you know what? I think if Brock Purdy was healthy, I think they had a good chance to be in the Eagles. Yeah. But to say like, oh yeah, they were definitely just flat out, to... flat out say it. Like, Crazy. like I expect that from a teammate, right? But like you're uh, a non biased writer yeah you should be Come on, i mean bi- you can have some bias but they'll be yeah don't be 100 percent. and the fact that you can be biased like me but yeah and the fact that that was the issue with jalen hurts on the cover sacrilege yeah I'm absolute with you, garbage I'm with you, dude. absolute garbage yeah all right well uh that's gonna wrap up the nfc west when we return nfc south which could be even more of a dumpster fire <laughs> exactly when we return Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're headed to the NFC South, which could be just as big of a dumpster fire as the NFC West. Well, here's the thing. There's more intrigue. Yeah, there's definitely more intrigue. At the same time. <laughs> but they could. There is a runaway. Uh, let's go ahead from the bottom this time. We're not projecting a tie for anybody. No, but... we're not. We're not. <laughs> but... uh, let's, uh, let's start it from the bottom, then we're here. Uh, Tampa Bay, I believe, is going to be the bottom of this division. Yeah. Uh, their line, according to FanDuel, is uh, six and a half for wins. Two words, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And I don't hate Baker, but like, let's just be honest about what he is as a quarterback. Right. And but he does have the most tenure, I think, of any quarterback <laughs> in this division. That is fair. I, well, I, no, I, I guess Andy Dalton does win. But, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's your favorite player, right? It's the fact that I have to, I have to yeah. ride with the red rifle scares me. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, let's get back on Tampa Bay. I mean, this team is much different than the one that won the Super Bowl, what, four years ago? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, can you believe it's been four years? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, their floor is three and 14. Their ceiling is 10 and seven. It's, it's not great. Uh, and I mean, it, it really just comes down to the fact that, do you believe in Baker Mayfield? Do you believe in the running game? Believe in their defense. I mean, you have you have Chris Godwin, you have Mike Williams or, or Mike, Mike Evans, excuse <laughs> Mike me. Williams. <laughs> Mike Williams, sorry. That's that's Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have Mike Evans. <laughs> Where did they get Mike Williams? <laughs> <laughs> did this happen? No. Yeah. I, I believe in him more. No. Uh <laughs> I, Mike Evans is fine. He's just, you know, like who's getting him the ball? It's <laughs> Baker. And how much do you trust in him? Uh, we trust the fact that their floor is three and fourteen, but their ceiling's ten and seven. Like if Baker yeah. plays half decent, and they've yeah. got playmakers on the outside, right? And they uh, OJ Howard is their tight end, right? If I remember correctly, so yeah, like they've got some they've got some pieces that they could make it happen. I I just don't see them getting any better than ten and seven. I do like them closer to the ten and seven mark than the floor at three and fourteen. Yeah, I think they're uh, like a. Seven win team. Yeah, and which means I like their over for their line. I, I like them as a seven eight win team. Yeah, but that's not making the playoffs. <laughs> it's not doing any like anything that, great. That doesn't mean I think they're a good team. <laughs> yeah, their their depth isn't great. Uh, they lost two very very experienced linebackers. They just had to cut them. So I mean, it's just it's it's not great for Tampa Bay. So 
They're at the bottom of the barrel at seven wins. Uh, let's go ahead to Carolina next. Yeah. Starting the rookie quarterback, Frank Reich, rookie head coach. Well, not he's not a rookie head coach, well, but he's the first, first year, year with for Carolina. Yep. yep. So, I mean, it's worked before with right. rookie coaches, rookie quarterbacks. Well, first year coaches and uh, and and rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Their line is seven and a half. Uh, we have their floor at five and twelve, and their ceiling at eleven and six. This one's tough. It is. I mean, it, do you believe in Bryce Young, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's where that's what you have to look at. I I don't know how much you believe in him to be to be very clear, but I'm gonna take the under slightly. I'm gonna, I think they're a seven win team. Yeah, I I think they're very similar to Tampa Bay in that regard. But I'll take the more experienced quarterback in in Baker. Yeah. Compared to Bryce, so I'm gonna say they're a seven win team. So I'm gonna take the under. Yeah. However, Bryce Young could. Do a lot of great things, and he's he's eleven and six is their ceiling. Right? He did go to Alabama. Yeah, I mean it's true, and he's played in big games, so yeah, it's possible. But right. I mean, Carolina did give up their stud wide receiver and DJ Moore. Uh, they really don't have a lot as far as weapons go. I mean, there's no run CMC there anymore. So yeah, who's their starting running back? Uh, that is a darn fine question. Who is their starting running back? Oh wait. <laughs> I know who it is. Miles Sanders. Oh yeah, your boy Miles Sanders. And then Chuba Hubbard is their backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's those two. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's it's very mediocre. It, okay, I mean they they could run it. I mean Miles Sanders is good. He just sometimes he likes to bob and weave a little bit too much to so just hit in the hole. I know right now heading to week one he's questionable. Nah, he'll play. Yeah, there's, there's I know. No, I know I mean, he'll play. Man got man got paid. There's no yeah. way he's not playing. Uh, so yeah, I. Like I said, I don't I don't hate Carolina, but it's just a little rough there. Uh, Atlanta, we go to. They're, uh, so, they're interesting. They are interesting. I mean, Desmond Ritter, but they're going to run the ball. That's just oh, what they yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, they got Bijan Robinson. Uh, Cordell Patterson's not going to run it as much. Yeah. Uh, but you still have uh, Tyler Algezier is their backup. Uh, their line right now is eight and five. I think their floor is six and eleven, slightly better than Carolina, but their ceiling is the same, eleven and six. Uh, they could, I mean, they could make a deep run, but I mean, really, it's all about can Desmond Ritter make a step? Yeah. Which quarterbacks tend to do in their second year. Let's yeah. not lie to ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, they they make a step in year two, and then they make a real big step in in year three. Can, Usually, what ends up happening? Can him and Drake London be a great like pair? Right. And I mean, can Kyle Kyle Pitts live up to his expectations? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Kyle. Pitts. Right, but like that's I mean they've got a they've got a decent but they have squad. talent. Yeah. And their their defense isn't atrocious. It's not great by any stretch, but their their defense isn't atrocious. Nothing to write home about, but it's nothing to be like, that's bad. But there's no defense in this division that's like, woo. Well, I mean, the Saints have a decent one, but we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's where you're coming down so to. So eight and a half are you over under? I'm an under, but it's just because I I, I like them as an eight win team. I'm not touching this line to be clear. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm under. Uh, just and you're right. I'm not. I'm not. Touching I wouldn't this. touch this line. I mean, like, I would touch the Tampa Bay line because I definitely think it's an over. Yeah. Uh, Carolina is way too close to call. Same with Atlanta. Um, I am touching the next line that we're going to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's tough. They 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 also don't face a lot of a lot of big names either. So, it makes it a little bit – Yeah. Weird. So, I mean – it, it, it comes down to Desmond Ritter. Right. And I, I and, don't – And I just don't know. I don't trust him. So uh, yeah, I don't trust it. He was great in Cincinnati, but Atlanta, eh, different story. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and go to who we both think of the classes this division. Uh, the New line Orleans. is nine and a half for New Orleans. 
Uh, I think it's an over. Yeah, we, I think it's an over. As we well. have our floor at seven and ten, and we have their ceiling at thirteen and four. And here's the reason why: it's not, it's not for the fact that because you're a big Andy Dalton. Man. Yeah, I got you. Just trust me, I'm not. <laughs> but Alvin Kamara is, I mean, he's suspended for four games. Oh well, whoop de doo. Those yeah. four games are Tennessee at home, at Carolina, at Green Bay, Tampa Bay at home. You could, you have a cakewalk schedule early, and their at entire wo- schedule is pretty much cakewalk. At worst, they split. Yeah, the first four games. Now let's look. Let's look at just the quarterback play that New Orleans faces, and we're going to play a game that Colin Cowherd plays a lot on his show. Uh huh. And it's called Would You Rather, or like uh, in this case, it's going to be Red Rifle or Other. <laughs> um, uh. So here we go. Uh, week one, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill. So Red Rifle or Tannehill? Tannehill. Okay. But uh, it's. It's slim. It's slim. It's slim. It's slim. Uh, Bryce Young or or Red Rifle? Bryce Young. I'm taking Red Rifle. Oh. Uh, Jordan Love or Red Rifle? Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Baker Mayfield or Red Rifle? Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Mac Jones or Red Rifle? Red Rifle. C.J. Shroud or Red Rifle? I'm taking Red Rifle. Yeah, Red Rifle. Yeah. Here's the first one that I'm like, it's guaranteed the other. Trevor Lawrence or Red Rifle? Trevor uh, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Anthony Richardson or Red Rifle? Well, I'm kind of biased. But, red Rifle. But the answer is Red Rifle. Justin Fields or Red Rifle? Mm, As of right now, I'm taking Red, red Rifle. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins or Red Rifle? I'll take Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. So I have two. Yeah. Um, Desmond Ritter or Red Rifle? Red Rifle. Jared Goff or Red Rifle? Jared Goff. Okay, it's close. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, we've already we've already gone over Bryce Young, Danny Dimes or Red Rifle. Ooh, I think I'm gonna take Danny. I'll Dimes. take Danny Dimes, but it's close. It's close. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who's probably on one leg at this point, or Red Rifle. Or red Rifle. Okay, and then you have Baker Mayfield again and Desmond Ritter. So we're we're talking three, maybe four quarterbacks that you're like, and like every one that I took, it was close. It's close. It's the not, only one that's not not Trevor even Lawrence. close is Trevor Lawrence, and yeah. then the one that's it's a little bit further away is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but like it's not like it's night and day. Oh yeah. So they have an easy schedule. Yeah, they do. And if you don't know who that is, it's Tennessee, Carolina, Green Bay, <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay. <laughs> New England, Houston, Jacksonville, Indy, Chicago, Minnesota, then Atlanta again, Detroit, Carolina, New York, the Rams, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I mean, they do have to face Indianapolis, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Indy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's like, listen, they have an easy schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that's... could see them making a big run. I mean, we have their ceiling at 13 and 4. 13 and 4. I could definitely see them win 15 games. I. <sighs> Fifteen? You mean thirteen games? Their I've, ceiling is thirteen. Their ceiling is thirteen, but if they won fifteen, I'd be like, no, "There's no way they win 15. You don't think they win? 15. No, they don't win fifteen. Okay. They Andy Dalton doesn't win you games. He just doesn't lose them to you. Hence the reason why we put their ceiling at thirteen to four. Stick to the script, Parker. I know, CJ. I'm just, I was trying to give them credit. No, there's not enough credit. Now, do I think they're closer to their ceiling than their other four? Yes. Hence the reason why I'm touching this line all day. Oh yeah. They're an eleven win team. Because of how bad their schedule is. Yeah. And you still have Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, 
I mean, this team's got loaded talent everywhere. I mean, it's can, the Saints to win this division. They can be creative. They can be very creative. Like, even though Andy Dalton, who I know you love, oh, yeah, but even though Andy Dalton's your quarterback, you have Taysom Hill. Yeah. Kamara is coming back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, again. And, and they do have a good defense. Right. So, the, the Saints almost run. They they can go 6. The, the reason why their floor is 7-10 and because they can go 6-0 in their division. Yeah. And then all I have to do is win one other game. That's the reason why we put their floor at 7-10. Yeah. You want to know how we got to their floor at 7-10 yeah. went, oh, well, they're going to win every game in their division. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's not like they're out of conference. Is like. No, it's it's all it's all bad. Honestly, it, they're out of conference might be worse than their division. It, it could be that way, yeah. for sure. So. All right, well, we're both taking the Saints in the NFC South. When we return, we jump to the North. We got four brand new teams to give a talk about after this. Welcome back. Getting right into the NFC North here. We got the Packers. We got the Lions. We got the Bears. We got the Vikings. There's some intrigue in this division. This is the first time that we're going to be talking about, you know, possible parity within a division. I know. Let's go ahead and talk about the Green Bay Cheeseheads. I mean, the Packers, <laughs> uh, their line, according to FanDuel, 7.5. We have their floor at 4-13. and 13. We have their ceiling at 10-7. and seven. It's mainly because Jordan Love, what yeah. what does it really give because you? Because Jordan Love's their quarterback, give me the under. Uh, I will take the over. I think the Love-Christian Watson connection is bigger than a lot of people think. Okay. I think they're a 9-win team, so... That's the reason I'm going to take the over here. However, this entire division lives in mediocrity, and uh, it, it just makes it makes it tough to pick. Uh, let's go ahead to Detroit now. Their line's 9.5. Their floor is 6-11. and 11. Their ceiling's 12-5. and five. I mean, it's just really, do you believe in Jared Goff that much? Yeah. I mean, look, he did very well last year. I believe in Dan Campbell. I like their running game. Can Jared Goff not screw up enough? Yeah. I mean, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, who was a first-round pick two years ago. He's going to be coming back off that ACL. So I I like the Lions. I really do like the Lions, and I believe Jared Goff can make it happen. I'm taking the over on this line as I think they're an 11-win squad, and uh, I'm just going to give give up the, the goose early. I have them as division winners. Okay. Uh, Chicago. Lion is seven and a half. All about Justin Fields. Correct. Their floor is four and thirteen because if Justin Fields falls off a cliff, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the most volatile team in all the NFL, as we have their ceiling at thirteen and four. Yeah. They don't really have that crazy hard of a schedule. And if Justin Fields makes another leap forward, we talk about that second year, third year for an NFL quarterback. This will be his third year. You add DJ Moore. Yep. Herbert at running back, who I we both like. Yep, and he's going to get all the goal line touches. Yeah, as opposed to David Montgomery this year. Not that David Montgomery is bad, but right. you give him a lead back role that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I really like the Bears. Trust me, I like the Bears. They're line seven and a half. I have them as an over, as I yeah, have them me. tying with the Packers at nine to ten wins. Yeah, give me the over. Or eight, nine, Bears. ten wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't see them go under, even though we put their floor at four and thirteen. I don't see Fields regressing. Yeah, I, I see him either. progressing, especially with DJ Moore. So he would have to regress and get injured. Correct. That would, that's the only way the Bears are like terrible. And I don't know their backup. That's the reason why we think it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, let's jump to Minnesota. I like Minnesota. Line is eight and a half. Floor is six and eleven. Ceiling is twelve and five. I don't touch this line with anything. 
because I think they're a nine-win team. Yeah. But again, like, how much does Justin Jefferson give you? Yeah. Like that's what you that's what you have to ask. You don't have Dalvin Cook anymore, so you're giving the workload to Alexander Madison. I I like Madison. They just gave Hawkinson a huge deal, so you have another outside weapon mm-hmm. along with Justin Jefferson. You no longer have Adam Thielen. Yeah, you don't have Thielen anymore. Um, so you're going with KJ Osborne, I think, is yeah, your second wideout. It's that's rough. It is rough, but cats out of the bag. I'm taking the Vikings to win this division. Fair enough. I listen. I'm not sitting here saying that uh, I don't like that pick because I thought about it, but I'm between the Lions, Bears, and Vikings, and I picked the Lions, but it's just because I I think out of the quarterback and weapons group the lions take it for me just yeah. barely because i believe in jameson williamson or williams excuse me not williamson <laughs> i was like who's jameson williamson <laughs> yeah sorry i got into the sun and sun i got uh, jameson williams and i just believe what he can do i mean I, I saw what he did in college so like that's that's who i believe is going to be phenomenal for them and Avin ross st brown's a great a great outside threat as well they got David Montgomery, who I know I bashed him a little bit in the Chicago portion, but I mean that's that's what he does. He's good, so yeah. I'm not taking it there. I, I was it really, truthfully, I was coin flipping between Lions and Bears, and I just can't trust Justin Fields to make the biggest jump up to offset how bad his offensive line is right now. That's fair. So that's the reason why I'm taking the Lions because the Lions arguably have one of the best O lines in the in the NFL. Yeah. So. That's the reason I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, even though Kirk Cousins is not great on national TV, mm-hmm. and he's had his ups and downs. You I, like that? I, I I like it. Fair enough. I, I I just I think they're just solid. Fair. I don't think they're like spectacular, but you do have Justin Jefferson. You do have T.J. Hawkinson, who's will be his first full year in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I know you lost Alvin Cook, but I think Madison is. You give him more touches, I think he could surprise some people. Right. So. I don't <laughs> – I like it. I don't love it. Right. No, I mean, this this division has the most mediocrity in it. Absolutely. And it's proven because we actually pick somebody different because I truly believe neither it, we're picking the same squad for the next division in the NFC East. Yeah. We will jump into that when we return. Welcome back to Sports Chippies. We're into the final division in the NFC, the NFC East, who is my buddy's division. Yep. So uh, let's let's get started with let's go from the bottom to the top. Okay, Washington. Washington. It is. Yeah. I, <laughs> are they going to be the football team or are they going to be the Redskins again? Uh, I mean, as of right now, they're still the Commanders, so that's what we're going to call them. Uh, the line is six and a half. As you can see on the notes, I just put Washington. I know. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as of right now, yeah, as of right now, they're still the Commanders. They're still the commies. Uh, <laughs> line is six and a half according to FanDuel. Uh, Floor is three and fourteen. Their ceiling is ten and seven, and really, it all depends on Sam Howell. Yeah, uh, they've got decent on the outside with Dotson and uh, Scary Terry, and uh, you know, it's just it, it, uh, I think Brian Robinson Jr. is their running back. Yeah. So, and their defense is good. They've got one of the best defensive lines in in the NFC. I said one of the best. They're definitely not the best, but they have one of the best. That They've got a, a lot of first-rounders on That is a tough line because it's like, I want to go like they're a six-win team, but could they win seven? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could. I, I like the under, though. I just don't trust Sam Howell. Yeah, I'm going because of Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Going, but, like, 
like you were saying, like they have decent weapons. They have a solid defense. I love Ron Rivera as a head coach, but we we know to win this league, it's it's under center, and we don't know what Sam Howell is. Correct, and he could surprise the ever-loving garbage out Absolutely. of us, but I don't see it. So <laughs> I don't see it. That's why we're both taking the under here for Washington. Yeah. Let's come to New York. The Gigantes. The Gigantes in the Meadowlands. Danny Dodd. Uh, the Jersey Giants uh, is what they're, they're <laughs> affectionately called. Yeah. Uh, the line according <laughs> well, <they are. laughs> the line according to FanDuel is seven and a half. We have their floor at five and twelve, and their ceiling at eleven and six. It's really how far does Danny Dimes take them? Yeah. And uh, I mean Saquon too. And right. Saquon's going to be healthy. He's again in a contract year. Is he just signed a one year you with know, them? Prove it deal. Yeah. So I mean he proved it last year. I think he could prove it again. Absolutely. I'm going to take the over. I think they're a nine win team. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the over as well. And, uh, you know, they, you know, it's just the Giants live in a mediocrity. It's what they do. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, they get into the playoffs with mediocrity, and then they win, win the Super Bowl. And then Eli Manning comes out of nowhere, and, you know, the rest is history. Right. And can we have a, another Eli Manning and Danny Dimes? I don't think so, but you never know. We might get lucky. Yeah, that's a stretch. That's where you're going with it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we both have the over. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just making sure we said that. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Uh, is the third team. Their line is nine and a half. We have their floor at seven and ten, and their ceiling at thirteen and four. This team is dangerous. They've got yeah. weapons on every level on both sides of the ball. Dak Prescott is still a good signal caller. If he can fix the interceptions that he had last year, right, right. and as much as I hate to say it, he if he fixes the interceptions that he had last year, uh, he he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I said one of the best because you have to think he's definitely top half. Of starter quarterbacks, he's he's borderline top ten. Uh, just depends on where you're going. If he eliminates the interceptions, he's definitely top ten. Do you think he'll be better with a new OC, even though Kellen Moore was pretty dang good? Yeah, that's the question that you have to ask yourself. McCarthy's going to be calling plays now, which <gasps> is a little scary. Yeah, but I'm not a McCarthy fan. This entire defense is 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 stout. Yeah, and I, I'm I know this is. This is going to, like, my father's going to strike me with a lightning bolt here. Is it sacrilege? Uh, it almost is. Dallas has a chance to win this division, and a pretty yeah. decent chance. Do I like some of what Dallas has? Yes. Do I like the fact that they have an easier schedule than my Eagles? Yes. <laughs> However, they still have a very difficult schedule. It's not, you know, it's like. It's not a cakewalk. Correct. It's, it's not the easiest schedule in the world. And because of that, you sit there and you you got to think. I mean, you know what? They they still they go to San Francisco. Um, they've got the Chargers. They've got the Bills. They've got Miami. I mean, I know the Eagles have these games too, but yeah, it's it's not it's not easy. It's not the easiest thing. They got to go to Buffalo and to Miami, the two harder places to right, go. Right. Especially since Miami is you know it Christmas Eve, so. It's not like the easiest thing in the world. And they're going to Buffalo, was in December? Yeah, December 17th. Yeah. So you go to Buffalo, and then you go to Miami. So you have to deal with that acclimatization. Hey, CJ, I think it's going to be cold in Buffalo. It's going to be very December. cold in Buffalo. In December. It's going to be a chilly day in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, saying they have the easiest, I'm not saying they have the easiest schedule in the world. But right. it is easier than what the Eagles have to face. Yeah. And their team is good. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that Dallas is done. Yeah, uh, that's the reason why we have their ceiling at thirteen and it's four. It's not just the Micah Parsons show, right? You know, like they they're deeper than that on defense. Mm. Dak Prescott, even though we both love making fun of him, he is not a terrible quarterback. Even though he gives us a lot of 
he gives us a lot of product. Right. So just trash him. But mm. he's not bad. And uh, maybe Trey Lance is going to motivate him more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, Probably not. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, Trey Lance hasn't proven anything. Yeah. And, I mean, you got Cooper Rush as your other backup. It's kind of rough. <laughs> Cooper Rush, let's so, go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. But, I, again, Dallas, I, I like the over for their line. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't. They're not. And, and apparently, Fanduel does too because their over is negative one sixty two and their under is plus like one thirty six. Yeah. So I I just don't think they've hit enough betting to send their line to ten and a half. Mm-hmm. They like to keep halves so they don't have to push anybody. So right. That's the reason why they do that. Uh, let's go ahead to the favorite in the NFC East. Uh, the, the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, their line is eleven and a half, uh, and we basically took the same line of um, the Kansas City to Philly. Uh, we had the floor as nine and eight. We had their ceiling at fifteen and two. Uh, I think they're closer to their floor than they are their ceiling. However, I still have them as a twelve-win team. Yeah, and which oh, means me they're an over. Yeah, give me the over. Um, and I think they beat Dallas by a game. I, I think that's how close this division is. Yeah, it's going to be close. Uh, and and that's I, the way the NFC East goes every year. Right. I mean, it's it's a balanced division year mm-hmm. in, year out. Even though we don't believe in Sam Howell and Washington, mm-hmm. like they could surprise us. Right. Like They have some talent. It's not just like, oh, well, Sam Howell's terrible. Like, Ron Rivera, good head coach. Right. They have Scary Terry. They have some good pieces. But, I mean, this division is going to – it's not just a cakewalk for the Eagles to win. Yeah, and I know the big argument against the Eagles, they lost seven starters. Yeah, um, but... They replaced them yeah, with... Hit, hit us with who they gained. So they <laughs> they lost Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You replaced him with Jalen Carter, who could have been the number one pick in this draft if Correct. it weren't for an accident. Correct. Right? Um, you lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Well, when he was out last year, Reed Blankenship, who's replacing him now, yeah. who's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, you lose Marcus Epps, the other safety. Uh, okay, you f- you go get Terrell Edmonds, who uh, yeah. you know was pretty good in Buffalo and in Pittsburgh, a couple mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah. Pretty solid. You still have Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Yes. Uh, you know, you you go and get another edge rusher, Nolan Smith. You lose Miles Sanders. Okay, that's that's fine. That that hurts. Yeah, that's that hurts a little hit. But yeah, you go get Rashad Penny and <laughs> Andre Swift. And you still have Boston Scott. And you still have Boston Scott, the giant killer. That's the reason why the Eagles are winning this division is because they play <laughs> the Giants week seventeen uh-huh. or week eighteen. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Giants layer. Uh, and that guy Jalen Hurts is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, see, yes, you lose starters. You you lose um, right guard, and I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, but you lose him, and then who do you replace him with? Oh, Cam Jurgens, who's going to be a replacement for uh, Kelsey when Kelsey finally decides to hang him up, which, to be clear, I don't want it to happen anytime soon. But we, we have no idea when that's going to happen. Right, we don't. We don't. He's been retiring for like the last three years. Right. You get a better slot receiver who was Atlanta's number two in Odelius Zacchaeus. There you go. It is really hard to say that name. <laughs> uh, but I'm he, proud of you. He's now your, he's now your slot receiver, uh, and you still kept Quez Watkins, not like you lost him. And you saw um, AJ Brown. Yeah, you saw and Devonta and, Smith. De- yeah, like it. Yeah, this team is still stacked. This team still is great, even though they lost seven starters. I'll admit it; they replaced them well because Howie's a genius. Absolutely. So 
I, again, I like the over. Do I think it's close to the line here? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're a 12, 13 win team. Do I think Dallas has a chance to beat them? Yeah, sure. I, like any any sane human being wouldn't say no. But if I'm putting the smart money out there, it's it's Philly. Who's that female reporter on ESPN who was making the case against the basically against the Eagles well, for the Cowboys? Yeah, she tried to it's like she, amber something. Yeah, she did a terrible job. She was like, "Who's the better team?" Well, it's it's Dallas. Well, and, uh, why? And <laughs> I can't even remember who it was. Uh, but he was oh, like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Was it uh, Bart Scott? Or... Yeah, it was Bart Scott. You're 100% correct. And he, and he, goes, <laughs> he kept asking he goes, him, you didn't answer one of my questions. questions. He was like, hey, we're talking team. I'm not saying record this year. We're saying team. And she was making the case that they lost seven starters. And they're going to have a tougher yeah. schedule than they did last year. And Bart Scott was like, okay, here's what we play in the NFL. We play, who would you rather have? Yeah. Who would you rather have? The Eagles corners or Dallas's corners? She was like, Well, that's not what he's like, no. <laughs> would you rather and she yeah. was like, Well, obviously Dallas or Eagles corners. And he goes, Okay, who would you rather have? The Eagles offensive line or Dallas's offensive line? She goes, Well, the Eagles, but that's not my point. Yeah. <laughs> and she it was kept, pretty good. She kept saying the Eagles for every position, yep. either either one right and she's like well that's not the question kind of it is. is it's who's the better Be- team not who's gonna have the better record because who's if you're the better gonna team. take the eagles in every position breakdown they're the better team. team right so that means they're gonna win more games and they're gonna win the division right normally and, and it's usually the way that goes. right that's normally what happens and that's the reason why you pick the eagles here but she does have a point in the fact that dallas has an easier schedule yeah. It's not astronomically easier, but it is easier, and it could be one to two games, and that's the deciding right. of this division. So if Dallas – Dallas can win this division. Yeah. But I don't really see it happening because Philly has a better squad. I mean, the funny thing is it's like no one's telling you that Dallas is terrible. Yeah, nobody's telling you Dallas has no chance. We're not saying they're winning six games this year, but we're saying Dallas or Philly, give me Philly. Here's what I am saying. And what I am saying is that the Eagles, according to FanDuel, are negative 115 to win the division, and Dallas is plus 175. Yeah. We're not saying there's not a chance. Right. We're just saying that the Eagles are more favored than Dallas is. Yeah. Like, let's look at the other divisions that are available. Like, Kansas City is minus 180, and then the Chargers are next to plus 300. Ooh. The Lions are plus 145. Vikings are plus 260. Like, that's close, yeah. right? They're both yeah. plus. Yeah. Uh, the Saints, plus 130. The Falcons, 210. The 49ers are minus 165, and Seattle is plus 200. Like, that's the spread we're talking about. It's a little – it's closer right. with Philly, but it's still a two-horse race, basically, mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, let's let's go other ones. Jacksonville, minus 155. Tennessee, plus 310. Yeah. Cincinnati's plus 150, then Baltimore's 210, then Cleveland's plus 400, Pittsburgh plus 470. And then you got Bills at plus 120 and Jets at plus 250. Like, all those are tight. It, it It's basically Philly and Dallas here, which is the same as what it is in West, which we've already talked about. Right. It, it's it's a two-horse two race, two and who's, race. who's just going to win it? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, just to recap on the day – uh, we both had the 49ers winning the West. 
We both have the Saints winning the South. Yes. I have the Lions. You have the Vikings winning the North. Mm -hmm. And then I believe, as we both said here, we both have the Eagles winning the East. Both Eagles. So. Yeah. It's going to be a crazy NFL season. Uh, Really looking forward to it. We are uh, a week away from opening night. Can you believe that? Uh, It's crazy to think about. And I'm trying to remember who plays opening night. So I'm pulling it up now. Week one, Detroit at Kansas City. That is opening okay. night. All right. It's going to be a good time on NBC at 8 10, uh, you know, a week from today, September 7th. There Looking forward go. to it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Sports GPS. Hit us up on the socials at the Sports GPS Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, find us there. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Parker's been posting like crazy. So hit him up there. Let him know uh, what you're feeling on all the latest news. Really looking forward to it. We're going to get back onto our schedule of every Thursday night. Uh, Sorry that I messed that up. Uh, But, you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, You have to go out west sometimes, right? uh, Things are happening to both of us lately. That's true. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, But for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.